as we gather together. May we learn to recognise and affirm the pieces of possibility, the bits of good that we bring. May we encourage rather than control, love rather than possess, enable rather than envy allowing our individual gifts to weave a patchwork of peace. The soft, deep blue of sensitivity and understanding, the red energy of creativity, the white heat of convictions, and the risky, fragile green of new growth, the golden flashes of gratitude and the warm rose of love. Each of us, each of us is indispensable if we are to minister to a broken and wounded world. Together, in our gathered diversity, we form the whole. So welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to Essex Church and this gathered community of Kensington Unitarians. We meet here each Sunday as well as on other days of the week. And we welcome you, whoever you are, however you're feeling, whatever is going on for you, wherever you're coming from and wherever you're heading towards. Why don't we just rest here a while in this present moment? Let's take this chance to stop the busy rush of everyday life, the tumult of the outside world, even perhaps the endless chatter of our minds, if we are lucky, and instead find a place of peace, both within this building and within ourselves. And it's really good to have visitors with us here this morning, both here in physical form and those listening into a podcast at some time in the future. I like to think of the webs of connectivity that link us to one another across time and space. Welcome. Welcome to you all. And uh, I'm lighting this chalice, this simple chalice flame, lit by Unitarians and Unitarian Universalists the world over to remind us of the light of the spirit shining within all of creation, including, surprisingly enough, all those we don't agree with, as though, well as those we do. May its one light help us seek harmony in diversity. I love this rainbow so much that every year I have to find a story that will fit the rainbow so we can all play with it. Do feel free to have a go later. And this is um, a story of a time when, a bit like us humans, the colours of the world started to quarrel with one another. They got into an argument about who was the best or who was right or who was the favourite or the most useful. And I think it was Green Kyra who said, 
Well, of course I'm the most important. Look at the world. There are so many different beautiful greens around. I'm a sign of life and hope. I was chosen for grass and trees and leaves. Without me, there would be no life. Green, I'm the most important. And Blue interrupted and said, oh, you're only thinking of the earth, but look up. Not in London today, but on another day. <laughs> Some, somewhere clearer and you would see the colour blue and look at the sea it's there everywhere space peace serenity the colour blue I'm best ah, that yellow chuckled of course you're all so serious you other colours but me I'm the colour of laughter and warmth the colour of the sun colour of a sunflower. Every time someone looks at me, they smile and feel better. I must be the best. Do you know, there's like so many stories. After all, it starts to drag, doesn't it? I'm going to leave you to think what all the other colours might have said about themselves. Orange. Nice fruits, maybe. Red. The colour of life-giving blood power of a cause and passion, the red rose, purple, beautiful purple rose up, the colour of majesty and power, and indigo, who I think is represented in our rainbow, spoke quietly but with that determination that said, I'm the colour of silence, I reflect thought and peaceful times, you need me for balance. So they went on and on and on and on and on, all these blooming colours. And suddenly, there was a startling flash of bright lightning. Thunder rolled and boomed, rain poured down, and the coloureds crouched down together in fear and looking for comfort. And the rain spoke to those colours and said, how foolish you are to fight amongst yourselves and to try to dominate the rest. Don't you know you were each made for a special purpose, unique and different? Join hands with one another and come here to me. And so the colours, Kyra, can you put them back together again? And the colours joined together and as the rain continued, it reminded them that when the rain comes and the sun shines at the same time, there will be a great bow of colours as a reminder that we can all live in peace, a sign of hope for tomorrow. And that's the story of the quarrelling rainbows, the colours. Thank you, everybody. And I think our children's group, anyone who wants to join them, there's no age bar to that group, feel free. That's apart from the choir. <laughs> exactly where you are and we're going to move into a time of prayer and reflection now in which I invite you to join together as I call on the divine spirit of life and love to be with us now and to inspire all that we say and do together this day with all that is great and good. We gather here to be together, to sing together, to pray together. We share life's mysteries and confusions, life's high points and its low.
meeting here in a community of faith and in this fellowship, we are reminded that life is shared. We live alongside others as we worship alongside each other today. The breaths we take breathe in life-giving air. And that air is shared by all living beings. This air with its life-giving components has made its way through everyone and everything that has ever existed. Dinosaurs and dolphins, oak trees and owls, spiders and sweet peas, each and every one of us, those we love and those we find difficult. We are connected by the stardust that made us and this is the great miracle of life. Created in ways we will never fully comprehend, let us remind ourselves of our abilities as co-creators in life. Because through our words and our deeds, our very being, we too make this world with all its joys and its troubles, its pains and its possibilities. And so in a moment of stillness now, I invite you to send your thoughts and prayers to people and issues in need of love and care this day. And so let's never take this gift of life, this miracle of life for granted, but rather be inspired by it each day anew. For it really is a marvel and a mystery to be here now. Amen. Uh, Nourishing the Creative Life by Clarissa Pinkola Estes. Creativity is a shape-changer. One moment it takes this form, the next that. It is like a dazzling spirit who appears to us all, yet it is hard to describe, for no one agrees on what they saw in that brilliant flash. Are the wielding of pigments and canvas, or paint chips and wallpaper, evidence of its existence. How about pen and paper? Flower borders on the garden path, building a university. Yes, yes, touching with love the leaves of a plant, finding one's voice, loving someone well. Yes, tending to a marriage like the orchard it is, finding the shapely word sewing a blue curtain. All are of the creative life. All of these are from the river, beneath the river, which flows and flows into our lives. Some say the creative life is in ideas. Some say it is in doing. 
It seems in most instances to be in a simple being. It is not virtuosity, although that is very fine in itself. It is the love of something, having so much love for something, whether a person, an image, an idea, the land, or humanity. That all can be done with the, overf with the overflow is to create. It is not a matter of wanting to, not a singular act of will, one solely must. The creative force flows over the terrain of our psyches looking for the natural hollows, the valleys, the channels that exist in us. We become its tributaries, its basins. We are its pools, ponds, streams and sanctuaries. The wild creative force flows into whatever beds we have for it. Those we are born with, as well as those we dig with our own hands. Um, I'm highly fed, I'm a member of the congregation, and uh, I'm going to talk to you about um, spirituality and art. Uh, and I brought along some of my own paintings to uh, illustrate my ideas. And uh, for me, I've had there's three main strands in my work. Uh, the first is the narrative, uh, the second is nature, and the, sec uh, the third is abstracted, just color and shape. Um, so I start with the narrative. Um, we all need a, a story to give us meaning, to make sense of our lives, to take us above and away from just the immediate concerns. And uh, people have, of course, looked to stories for a long time for guidance. I mean, the Bible, so I think it's got quite unbeatably good stories. Um, there is um, the more modern myths, and uh, one of the modern myths that I've based a painting on is the Peter Pan story. Um, it's this painting. Uh, often after the service, John and I go for a walk uh, in Hyde Park, and there's this Peter Pan figure there in a very uh, special space, and it attracts many people. It's quite mysterious. And it's, of course, the story of this boy who refuses to grow up, uh, who calls the children to adventure, who is also quite a sinister and uh, dangerous figure, really. Um, so, um, uh, I, and I painted Peter Pan here with butterflies. He's trying to catch the butterflies. I see the butterflies as um, free spirits, symbols of uh, transformation. So that, that was the Peter Pan story. There's, of course, a completely different kind of narrative. Uh, that's this one. Uh, you probably remember the Occupy movement, uh, the uh, people who were gathering about around St. Paul's, uh, different ideas about more social justice. They also had what they called a tent university, uh, where people were talking about various issues and um, in times when 
many people can't afford to go to university. They help people with uh, their education and uh, spreading ideas. So I did this call out. I remember I met you there, Sarah. Yeah. Presence. Yeah, yeah. I did this collage based on some of the photos. So that's a very different kind of narrative. Um, now the third element is nature. Uh, of course many artists cop uh, work directly from nature, uh, painting the open air and so on. I'm really not that kind of artist. I see nature more as um, a source of inspiration. So um, I've... Um, uh, this one is a, uh, the cats and uh, the... Uh, shall I lift it up a bit? Uh, yeah, cats and the sunset. I mean, I'm a bit notorious for um, liking cats, and although I don't paint them very often, but that's sort of uh, one way of, uh, for me, of engaging with nature. And uh, so, nature not really as more as a source of inspiration as something that is directly um, copied. And then the last one, and this is something I've been doing quite a lot of recently, is it's called Hidden Angel. There's an angel somewhere underneath, because all these paintings have many, many layers. They're built up and then um, dried. It's acrylic, so it dries quite fast. Uh, and often I put them away, and months or sometimes even years later, I rework them. Something what's, of what's underneath shines through. And I found it very liberating to just uh, use colours and shapes and of course abstract art, particularly in the 20th century, has been uh, important. Uh, many people perhaps say, well how can abstract art be spiritual? Uh, for me it is and uh, I'm not the only one. Actually more than 100 years ago Kandinsky, one of the pioneers of abstract art, wrote a book uh, with the title, The Spiritual in Art. Now Kandinsky had um, often very definite interpretations of what this colour symbolises that and that colour symbolises this. Um, whereas then in the second half of the 20th century, Mark Rothko uh, created a wonderful series of abstract paintings. Uh, some of them you can see in the Tate Modern, uh, really very spectacular. And he refused to give a specific interpretation, but he made it quite clear that for him it was part of what he called a religious experience and he thought it might be the same for the people who uh, see his work. So, um, to sum it up, so I have these three different elements, the, the narrative, nature, and the abstract. And I feel very strongly that um, art is a source of solace and insight. We just heard the wonderful Schubert song, and the music, uh, where he sort of talks about how music uh, in life's difficult uh, moments was this tremendous sort of solace and inspiration to him. And of course we can find creativity in many ways. Um, writing, listening to music, 
engaging with animals, uh, engaging with nature, and above all, I feel in our relationships, in loving relationships. And I feel a congregation like this, of course, gives us uh, a lot of opportunity to relate to people who we might normally not meet. So, uh, and this can be a great uh, source of uh, joy and comfort. And uh, yes, I, above all, I want to really uh, emphasize the source of joy because I feel that ultimately joy is the essence of spirituality. Thank you. Each of us brings something to this world, our unique gift, the essence of who we are. May we use our gifts generously, courageously, and with the knowledge that we each have something to offer that will help to make this world a better place for all its inhabitants. And so may this be so, for the greater good of all, this day and all days. Amen. Go well and blessed be.